Hello everybody, greetings to all of you, wherever you may be. Uh, I am in Moscow, in my home, in my uh, uh, home office, uh, and uh, you might be anywhere in the world. And this is one of the great advantages of uh, internet. We spoke about that the last uh, podcast, uh, how uh, there's been a revolution in communication. And uh, we as Christians, we of course need to benefit from that also. So this will be the third podcast in a series of four, when I speak about church and the, society, uh, and the 21st century. In the first podcast, uh, we spoke about uh, uh, how important it is to understand the difference between what does not change, Bible, the doctrines, and what needs to change, uh, the way we work, the methods, how we reach out to people, uh, and so on, and how important it is to, to understand the society that we are a part of, the times we are living in. And, um, and then we continu continue the, uh, the second podcast, speaking about <coughs> how important it is to learn, and spoke about communication. Uh, to, to have a humble attitude that I don't just keep on doing the things in the way I've done before, but I'm, I'm always willing to learn new, new ways uh, and keeping the gospel the same, but still being able to reach widely out in every way I can in society. Uh, and today I want to speak about uh, kind of the opposite of that, uh, another very important aspect of church and the 21st century, and I call this connecting people. Uh, and... Uh, what I mean with that? Well, uh, in one way that uh, our societies have changed is, of course, that uh, uh, what we can call urbanization. Uh, I studied sociology uh, long, long way back when I was studying in, in university in Norway. And uh, this has been a concept, of course, that is going on for a long time. What that means means that people are they are jamming together more and more in the world in big cities. And uh, uh, in Europe, for example, in the year 1800, 10% of Europeans were living in a city. Now 75% are living in a city. Moscow is an enormous city with uh, uh, what well you can count in different ways. Some say 12 million, some say 17 million. Depends on how you, come, uh, how you count. People living very, very jammed together and... Uh, and uh, this is the reality for a lot of people. And uh, what does it mean? It means also that uh, in our societies today, we should think that uh, the people are better friends than ever. And uh, loneliness, is, if that was a problem before, it's not a problem any longer. But the thing is that it is. The, the development has gone in an opposite di direction. The people are more lonely than before. Depression is uh, many places like the... the biggest uh, health problem in uh, in societies and uh, uh, a lot of things has uh, uh, has changed in the way we interact that also has created this isolation also around people uh, in the society i live in a lot of people they have they live far away from their relatives far away from their parents i have friends who haven't seen their parents either, either though even though they are alive haven't seen them for for many years because of great distances and uh, uh, and in all this uh, uh, when we think about the, the 21st century and, uh, and, and also we can also add what internet has done to us. Uh, uh, today also a lot of people, they sh go less to the shop, they meet fewer people, they shop from home, they order, the, they think this is very uh, convenient, they order their food, they order their groceries uh, and someone bring them home to them. And uh, a lot of people spend more time 
this, uh, surfing on the internet and actually interacting with each other. Uh, too many times I've been in a restaurant with my wife and we've seen other couples and they sit in the restaurant and for the whole evening they don't speak with one another. They have, they have a phone. Uh, and then they just keep, keep on looking at the phone and surfing on the internet. And they went to the restaurant to do something together. And, and what is all this? This is a picture also that kind of socially many people are gliding away from, uh, from each other. And uh, how are we human beings created? Well, I, I want to just challenge you with this thought. We are created for fellowship. Uh, we are created in God's image. God is eternal fellowship. Uh, and uh, in Matthew 22, verse 36 to 39, we find one of the key phrases in the whole New Testament. Listen to this. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. Like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? These are the greatest commandments. And... Uh, uh, how should we interpret this? Uh, is it just a commandment? This is, this is the greatest, you know, greater than not to lie or being obedient to your parent. Uh, why does Jesus say this? Is it just because this is the top, uh, top of the hill when it comes to what is more, more important for God? Or It is, I believe, but I believe also it's more about that. Is this also the greatest truth about men? about you and me, how we are created. And I believe that. We are created to love. God is love. And there is nothing more important for us than to love, to love God and to love one another. Or to to take, take another step. And, and to love the people around me, my family members, my friends, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, and, and so on. This is also what really makes me a human being. And this is maybe not only the greatest commandment, but the greatest need that I have also, to be loved and to love myself. And uh, when you think about the church and the 21st century, and when we see the alienation or the separation, uh, the less quality social fellowship that goes on in the life of many people uh, today, then we understand this simple truth. And this is what this podcast is about. The church needs to gather people. We need to gather people. And uh, in the last podcast, I spoke about internet and what a powerful and important tool internet is in co communication. And I really mean that. But internet, no matter how good it is, it is also limited. Internet is very powerful in areas like uh, listening to a sermon on internet or on your phone, uh, doing alpha courses online, uh, keeping track of church members where they are so you can communicate with them, evangelization and many other areas also. But what we must understand as leaders, the church is a body. It's the body of Christ. It's a spiritual entity brought together by God. And we can't just rip that body away from, uh, rip it in part limb by, by limb and think that it is uh, the same. No, we have also to bring the part, the body together. We have to create strong relationships because how can we fulfill the greatest commandment to love my neighbor as myself 
if you don't have strong, good relationships inside the inside the church. And I believe also when we when we look at the church, like uh, uh, we need to gather people to worship. I can sit in my uh, in my room and worship the Lord right now. You can do the same wherever you are. But I believe it is significant for the Lord that you travel and I travel by car, by motorcycle, or walking or bus, and and we spend some money by traveling, some time, some strength, and we come together to in unity and in one atmosphere worship the Lord together. I believe that is important. I believe that it's important that we pray together, not only you know through the telephone or through internet, but we also connect, we meet together in the social fellowship where we see each other, where we kind of feel each other, and together we lift our voice in one Lord. Why? Because we are the body of Christ. And uh, the fellowship, the, the love between us, the kindness be, be, between us uh, can't happen in front of a screen. Uh, we have to meet to do that. You, let's say that if, I, if we gather the church and from times the only way we could gather our church because of the restrictions that has been in the time of the uh, the. Covid virus that uh, that's been going on uh, for, for some time now. Uh, uh, we, we could only do church on online. That's a good thing to do for for a while. But at the same time, you don't make new friends online. Everybody just sees the worship team. Everybody sees the preacher. People don't see each, each other, and. Uh, uh, you can't meet the need of other peoples when you just see the church, you just see the stage and the preacher there, uh, because God wants you also to meet the need of other people in the church. And then you need to see them. You need to see the lonely uh, and understand that his loneliness, you can walk up to him, become his friends. You need to see the newcomer, and, uh, newcomer understand, well, he's here for the first time. Okay, I, I want to you know, get to know him, invite him ho home to me. These kind of things, they can only happen when we gather together. And that's why at the same time we need to be champions when it comes to electronics, internet, communication, social networks, you, you name it. We also at the same time, we need to be champions in gathering, gathering people. And, uh, and doing that in the 21st century, where maybe this uh, tendency will continue that shopping malls will close because people only they, they only buy things online and, uh, and people fellowship more you know, through their telephones and actually meeting together, then we need to uh, understand as a church, no, we need to keep on gathering people together and we need to do it in a very, very good way. Acts 2.46 uh, speaks about the first church in Jerusalem. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. I just love this stick. It, I, this um, this verse. I just love this verse. It says that they they gather together daily in the church, and that's not possible for all of us to to do that. But they gathered in the temple, like the, the big gatherings, Sunday meetings, or prayer meetings, whatever you call them. And then they they breaking bread from house to house, together in each other's home home also. And they ate with gladness and simplicity. Not only, it's a meeting now, but simplicity and gladness. And this kind of fellowship is really also part of what the body of Christ must be. When I get saved, I come in to a union with God. God becomes my father. Jesus becomes my 
Savior. And I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, He becomes my comforter, my friend, my guide. But I also come into a relationship with you. You are my brother. You are my sister. And I can, as I need to develop the relationship with the Lord, I need to develop the relationship with you also. Because this was God's will from the very, very, very beginning. And we see this in Jerusalem. We can, I can kind of imagine this fellowship that they had with each other. They, oh, we want to come together. We want to... We wanna, we want to worship together, we want to pray together, we want to f- fellowship together. And this is also how really, how a biblical church sh- should be. So, so practically, well, in our church, we, we of course have the weekend meetings, uh, and uh, which I think most of us have. And um, we have fellowship in connection with those meetings. We are so lucky that we have our own building, we have our own cafe, and we really try to make the cafe good and, and tell people to stay, gather together, don't go home, make a friend. Develop the the relationships inside the church, and then of course we do the home groups, uh, which is very very important for us. Where everybody meets in small groups during the week, and they fellowship together, they pray together, and they care for each other. Everybody can participate, and uh, we really really work a lot to get everybody in being active in the home group. But uh, but then also, if you think about the church and the twenty first century. We also try to think like this, okay, but whom are we not gathering? Whom do we not reach? And because we need to be able to reach all kinds of peoples. And that's why I believe that step by step, uh, we as a churches and church leaders, we need to be creative in what kind of gatherings we, we do. In Moscow, we have all these national branches of our church. And I know maybe for some of you that's a little far away, but, but let me just still tell, tell about it. We have meetings in Vietnamese language. We have meetings in Spanish language. We have a, a ministry for people from Malaysia, another ministry from people from the Philippines. We, we have an English-speaking ministry. We have a ministry for uh, in, uh, meetings in Armenia. We have a ministry from people from Azerbaijan, from different from people from Central Asia. And we just want to expand that. Because by having different kind of gatherings, we get in different kind of peoples. People that would never come to our church if we didn't do this specific thing for them. And we try to do specific things. Of course, we have the teenage work and the youth work, kind of more obvious thing. But we also have special meetings for pensioners. We have special fellowship for, uh, for, for businessmen and um, breakfast for, for, for women and, and things like this. And then we could continue endlessly think well, we could do that and we can do that nobody can do um, nobody can do everything right away but the more people we can gather the more friends they can make with each other the stronger the church will be we can't only th- think think about uh, um, and doing the Sunday meetings and maybe, you know, internet, all these things are good. I've spoken about that also. But we should also think, what kind of people do we have in our city? Who, who is not coming to church? Why are they not coming to church? Maybe we can do something for them. Every person is so valuable. And we have discovered in our church here in Moscow that by thinking this way, it's really, really, it's caused growth to the church. And it's caused also that many people fall in love with the church because they find friends there and they get to know each other. The businessman gets to know each other and and the Philippines gets to know each other. And uh, I was speaking in a Spanish-speaking meeting just um, 
uh, a couple of weeks weeks ago, and this is 2021 now, and uh, we had 95 people there, 95 Spanish-speaking people in the in in the meetings. Kind of kind of awesome, um, I think, and we believe for a great harvest there also. And uh, they would not be in church if we didn't do this for them. What can you do to gather people? Whom can you gather? We can have special home groups with special for a special kind of people, maybe for handicapped people, or or the the creativity can be endless here, but people, they need to meet with each other in a Christian setting. I think like this, we need to reach those whom nobody else reaches in society, those who are lonely, those who are forgotten, and the Holy Spirit can help you think and understand who that can be in your town and in your, your society. Because when we, when we come together, we our gatherings should always have a personal uh, aspect. Church is more than a sermon. And that's why it's good. I listen to sermons on the internet. I do that all, all the time. But I also understand that is not only church. I, church has a personal aspect. In 1 Corinthians 12, 13, it said very beautifully, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. Wow, isn't that a good good way of saying it. By one Spirit, Holy Spirit, we were all baptized not only into Christ but into one body, into the body of, of Christ. And the church is never complete until this starts to happen, that people feel that, wow, I'm, I'm a part of a family. I, uh, I am loved by other people here, not because I'm tithing or <laughs> I'm singing in the worship. I'm loved because I'm a part of this body of Christ and that everybody also can understand that I am called to love. I'm called to love everybody, but I'm also called, of course, to love my brother, to love my sister, to, uh, to love my family. And God is doing all these things. And this, this dynamic part of what it is to belong to the Lord is also something we need to provide as we move further into the 21st century. I'm saying this because I, I believe it's going to be a battle uh, about this. I believe also there will be tendencies to maybe kind of shorten the gatherings, shorten the fellowship, being more effective, and of course being more online, that's not only, only bad, but, uh, but staying more at home and uh, maybe, okay, I'm touching the church a little in the quickest possible way, okay, I'm, I'm hooked up now for a little while, okay, mm, that, that was church for today, and then we're going to lose something very, very important. We can't change the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of fellowship, fellowship with the Lord and fellowship with each other. It's a kingdom of love, love to love the Lord and to receive love to Him and to love the people around me and to receive love from them. That's the nature of the kingdom and that's how what we need to pr pr protect and keep on providing also in the years that are ahead of us. When we look at the, Christ, the, the life of Christ, he was of course also an expert in fellowship. He, he, he was a friend of tax collectors and sin, sinners. He visited the Pharisees, spent time with them. He spent time home with Martha and, uh, and uh, Mary. He took disciples aside just to be alone with them. He, he could dine with 5,000 people at the same time, and he could also spend time only with, with people. Uh, Jesus was very social, active, without losing his private time with the Father, of, of course. And he showed us a life of love, where love was flowing from him all the time and ministering to the people around us. And that's how we need to keep on building the church also in 
to the 21st century. So these are some things we all can think about when we build the church, when we take initiatives, when we plan the future. So God bless you everybody. This is what I wanted to share with you. If you think that this is something that could benefit other people, you can help us by spreading this, telling people about the podcast. You can post it or repost it also in your social networks. And um, this way we can reach some few more people. So God bless you so much. I wish you a great time. We are called to love the Lord and we're called to love one another. Amen.